Let's do the clap. Okay. Uh, this is Tim. This is Rick. This is Amanda. <laughs> what was that? Weird clap. I don't know. I don't know. Weird. We talked, I, I think, last episode. I don't remember who it was. I really don't. But uh, somebody mentioned Greeny. I'm, I'm assuming it was Dad, but I, I don't Dad. know. Um, yeah, Greeny. You, you had the name who bought it almost correct. I think okay. you were like Kirk Hamlet or something like that. <laughs> and it's, okay. it's Kirk Hammett. Uh, of Metallica, he bought uh, Gary Moore's Greeny in 2014 for quote unquote less than two million dollars. Now, wow, Kirk says he didn't pay even half of that, but who knows? I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm, I suppose the final cost or value is undetermined at this moment. Yeah, but I noticed one thing. I noticed that you know you had uh, you had two other owners. You know, prior to uh, Kurt having it, okay, and uh, they never really. They basically, I, I mean, even Gary, Gary Moore, as popular as he as he was, he never basically had Gibson do a signature guitar of that. You know, he had a signature guitar out there, but it wasn't Greeny. It was something different. Oh, so is Greeny just a one-off? It's yeah. It's, it was a guitar given to him by. Uh, Oh, what's his name? I don't know. We're, we're for the record, Look. we're kind of bad at the names. <laughs> yeah, we're, well, I'm really bad at names, uh, but no, um, I'm trying to think. Of, he was with uh, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, he was the guitarist and Peter Green. Peter Green, yes. I'm yeah. sorry, Peter Green. Yeah, Peter Green originally owned the guitar. Oh, and I thought sold, it was the other way around. It, huh? I thought it was the other way around. No, Peter Green gave it to Gary Moore, and Gary Moore used it. And one of the things Gary Moore stated, I now. I could be wrong about this, too, but I believe that I heard that Gary Moore said that the guitar was very hard to play. Not sure what he meant by that, whether it was just a fat neck, because it does have a fat neck on it, or what it was, but uh, he said it was very hard to play. Go into the guitar store, pick up a guitar, be like, ooh, she got a fat neck. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) got a fat neck. Yeah, and then it was, then when Gary Moore passed away, I don't know how... How he got it, but uh, somehow he purchased it from the estate or he got it from, you know, some family member or something like that. I'm sure it was a family member. I don't know the whole de- all the details of that. Interesting. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's play some intro music real quick and then we'll keep on uh, moving along. Okay, sounds good. Welcome back to Pandemic Guitar Podcast. It's another episode, the big two zero. That's right, folks. One more episode, and we'll be old enough to have our first beer. I'm your host, Tim, and on microphone number four, because he's not on number two, number two doesn't exist anymore. It's Rick. How you doing, everybody? Number four. Microphone number four. We're going to talk about here in just a minute, and then we can't forget. We can't forget Amanda, because... You know, she does her hair and puts on her headphones and gets all prettied up for a non-video podcast. That's right, Amanda. It's true. It's true. What's good in the hood? Not, wow. 
Good in the hood. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been actually we took a little break. I think so. That was that was nice. We were gonna record last weekend and took a little time off, and here we are. So yeah, everything's good. Weather's getting better. Uh, says you. Well, okay, yeah. Today I I woke up very early today because uh the tiny derecho was coming through. I mean the wind was just blowing. It was strong enough to blow things around on my porch. Right. We had a lawn chair advisory. Yeah. <laughs> here's the weird thing is that you guys are talking about how nice it's getting and it's already been super super hot here so it's like hard for me to understand when you're like oh it's fine we finally had a nice day like it's been it's been like 100 degrees here already yeah really well yeah well i tell you what uh but earlier in the month, it hit the 80s for a couple of days, so I was able to get the motorcycle out. But now it's kind of, it'll get up into the 60s, 70s during the day, but it's still too cold in the morning. It is. So let's talk about microphone number four. The reason why we had to get rid of number two is because, uh, Rick, you decided to swap out microphones. I did. I um, I thought that the uh, the original microphone that I had was, uh, um, it was a, uh, I think it was made by, I think the... The sister co- or the um, the main company was Warm Audio who made yeah. it, and it's called the Five Twelve. It was a sub uh, a spinoff. It's it's music. It's music. We call it the Five One Two. Yeah, the Five One Two. Yeah, Five Twelve. Uh, I thought I thought the microphone was a little on the muddy side. Uh, listening to some of some of the podcasts that I've done uh, prior, so what I did was I decided to break out the good old uh, trusty Shure SM Seven B. And that's what I'm using right now. Yeah, we jumped on for a little bit yesterday and, uh, you know, kind of dialed everything in. I think it sounds a lot better uh, than the 512, which is what I'm using. I'm using the Warm Audio 512. I believe it's the Limelight. It is. It is. That's the same one I got. Yeah. It is the Limelight. So I like it uh, for for my voice and and how I want to come across. I, I'm happy with it, um, but I thought yeah. for for you, your your voice is a little bit deeper naturally. Um, right. So obviously, if it's a a muddier microphone or muddier sounding, that's going to make you sound even more bassier. Right, and also uh, I went out and I purchased. Well, I don't have it yet, but I I purchased a graphic equalizer. Yeah, to throw in line here. So um, that'll be hitting. I should I should have that tomorrow. Yeah, I um, probably won't have that box because I have. You want me to build a new um, rack box for you? That's correct. Uh, I think the rails that I ordered because I ordered you rails for I believe a six unit. Yes. Uh, I think they're coming in Thursday or Friday. So uh, this coming weekend, I will uh, grab some lumbar from the. Um, you know, wherever you go to buy uh, lumber. Lumber. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. I'll just not the lumber yard. Yeah, just don't get, that's <laughs> not the right place to get the right wood. Uh, anyway. Yeah, and so, ladies and gentlemen, I am using a secondhand microphone in case anybody's wondering uh, that Tim probably got for $10 at the Walmart. So. <laughs> no, that's. No, okay. That's okay. All right, no, we'll, talk, we'll talk about Wally that. World. All right. No, uh, that is the Samson Q2U. That is the best entry-level podcaster mic, in my opinion. They run, I think, 60 bucks. Oh, wow. Uh, they come uh, with a stand, or it comes with a stand. Um, what else? Oh, it has uh, the USB uh, output, input, output, for um, so you can just hook it straight up to your computer, 
but it also has XLR if you want to hook it up to a device such as the um, Zoom H6, which you have it hooked. I think you have it hooked up both. Yep. So I do. You're running the XLR into the Zoom H6 so that you're recording there, but then you're also running USB into your computer so you can talk to us and record back up there as well. Right. Yeah, you made it sound way more fancier. I try. It's it's RD, RD, R, yeah. R2D2. R2D2. Yes. That's what I call the H6 because I just, yeah, right. I, it makes sense. I don't know. This, this yeah. R2D2 thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. Uh, we're we're getting, we got past episode number seven, which is where most podcasts typically fail. Um, so I guess now we uh, we just keep on trucking and spending more money, which is what usually happens. Uh, I hope yes. not. <laughs> what, what money do we need to spend? Uh, well, I'm just saying, you know, you end up uh, buying this, you end up buying that. I mean, all the equipment that I have, you know, over the past couple of years, it's just like, oh, I want this. I want to add this. I want to, I want to be able to do that. And it, it, you just keep buying. Ah, uh, I see. I see. So you keep the uh, guitar box and uh, business there. Well, I tend to give most of my money to Street Puddle, uh, but I do street give Puddle. a little bit of money uh, to Guitar Box. Street Puddle. Yeah, yeah, Street Puddle. They're they're. Okay. Uh, I think they're in Indiana somewhere. I can't remember. I'm not good with uh, math or geography. I think they are too. <laughs> <laughs> as amanda just sits there looking at the screen like i got nothing folks yeah i have no idea uh so let's talk a little bit about uh signature model guitars i i find this topic really interesting um because you know it started off with the the joe bonamassa signature and it just kind of spiraled from there and grew into something that i think we could fill up a little bit of our listeners time with and by the way listeners Thank you for listening, because uh, we can tell that some of you listen multiple times. We appreciate that. Oh, that's me. Oh, okay. it's me. me. <laughs> the, one of the hosts is. No, You're two welcome. of the hosts. Two You're of the welcome. hosts are just racking. Yeah, okay, sorry. There are no listeners. <laughs> we are the listeners. Yeah, that's, there you go. Um, I like this topic because. You know, I've seen, I've kind of hunted and looked at the uh, James Headfield signature guitars for a few years. I think some of them are pretty cool. They're a little out of my price point. They're a little out of my budget. Um, but I think they would be cool. And it's, you know, maybe I'd buy one. But then we started talking about, like, what's the value of a signature guitar? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I don't, I don't know. Rick, give me give us your thoughts on signature guitars. I want to I want to hear from you first. Um, well, I um, it I think it all depends. I'm not crazy about signature guitars. I do have the only signature guitar I have is the Joe Bonamassa, the Black Beauty Les Paul. It's a, supposed to be a, I think it's a '57 Les Paul that he picked up or acquired somewhere. It was a Gibson Custom, and he had Epiphone redo it and reissue it as an Epiphone. So. It is a really nice guitar, and I forgot exactly what I paid for it. Maybe, maybe six hundred bucks or something like that. Maybe a little bit more than that. But right now, I see the guitar uh, going for two thousand five hundred bucks out there on some of the websites. Right. I mean, some. Well, and that's a good point. Some signature guitars probably aren't necessarily worth what their MSRP. Right, but some may be very limited production or something like that, and 
there, there's there's a few of them to be had, and you know that. Let's just say, because I think weren't you saying something about we're I can't remember which one we we're talking about. Like uh, there was a signature guitar, they made three thousand of them, throwing random numbers out there. Fifteen hundred went into circulation for purchase, and the other fifteen hundred were kind of put in the dark depths of a cave somewhere, just in case. That's not a signature guitar. Oh, That's okay. um, you're talking about the. Um, I have a PRS. It's called the Vine. It's an anniversary one, mm-hmm. and it was there was three hundred made of the um, double cut, and it was uh, one of the single cut. You know, single. What I mean by that is the it's a single cut is like a Les Paul has one, one only one horn there on the on the bottom. Yeah. Where the double double has two, like the Stratocaster, and the Vine has a really it's a it's gorgeous uh, inlay in the neck and also on the head of the guitar. Also has um, custom pickups and stuff like that in there. Um, and they, yeah, and supposedly, according to the website, they took and they, they created 150 of the single and another 150 of the double, and, um, they created a few more and they put those in storage, but only sold 300 of them. Now that's what the website says. So I'm going by that. Legend has it. Yes. I mean, but that's okay. So that's my thing though, right? Is some of these, uh, maybe they're not signature guitars but they're super Mm -hmm. limited run right so Uh yeah i guess sometimes it's like oh man i could be one of 300 people to own this particular guitar and chances are you're probably the only one in your town that owns one i mean Um, maybe maybe not if you're in a big city but i'm probably i don't know i mean being that there was only 150 produced of the double cut that's the one i have I would say probably I'm the only one in the state that probably has one. There might be another one, but I doubt is it. There, is there like a Facebook group out there for the 150 people that actually own the double no, cut? No, there isn't. Dad, no. how do you not have the Stevie Ray Vaughan guitar yet? I don't. I, um, okay, but why? I, um, do you just not want it? It's just not appealing? or? Well, uh, you know, here's here's my thing about artist guitars. I love the way Stevie Stevie plays. I really like the way he um i think he was great i i think he was right up there among the top just my opinion on this all i think that um i think that's a very popular opinion right and i mean well i mean it depends because stevie's been gone for a long time is i mean it's sort of i mean it's still there and he's still very popular for currently but i don't want to sound i i mean when you buy an artist guitar my my opinion is is this here guitar was set up the, well, it's very similar to the way Stevie had it. In other words, the look, he might they might not be the exact same pickups, but they're close. And I don't want to sound the same. That's my thing. You you don't get anywhere in life by sounding the same as somebody else, you know, duplicating their stuff and stuff like that. So you have to have a unique sound, and that's I mean, what does it. Uh, well, no, I don't and know I, about that. It's, I, it's, well, see, it's a... I, agree with that because there's tons of cover bands out there where they that's all they do is cover another band right. and yeah. i always like it when they put their own like you can tell it's that song by that band but they, they, it's just different enough to know that it's unique to them okay but what about artists like greta von fleet where the vocalist is just like led zeppelin well see now if if the wheel ever lands on <laughs> on on greta von fleet 
um, you'll we'll find you'll out. find out uh, <laughs> that that sound was not intentional. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people think it was, but uh, no, it, it wasn't. Okay, interesting. So okay, I don't so want. Get, I mean, there's not a whole lot of information out there, so I don't want to spoil too much. Okay. So getting back to the question that Amanda asked me about the Stevie Ray Vaughn guitar, um, it I costs did, too much money. Well, oh, it's only yeah. twenty one fifty. Yeah, only I know. I know. But uh, it would be a nice Christmas present. But <laughs> 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 well, wow! Hey, I, just I, I, got, there. I got a, I got a, um, an acoustic guitar. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, price, big price difference. I, yeah, I was going to say there's no comma in that one. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a decimal. There is a decimal. It's all the way on the right. Okay. So <laughs> then, okay. Well, okay. So the Stevie Ray Vaughan guitar is an artist guitar. It's not a signature guitar. Is that what I'm understanding? It's an, it's, it's an artist guitar. Yeah. Oh, oh gotcha. see, that's actually one of the things that I was going to talk about was the difference between signature guitars and artist guitars. Because uh, I think, well, just in the limited research that we did, because we're super professional, <laughs> uh, it looks like the artist guitars is kind of a Schecter thing. Like, you really see it. You see the term being used with Schecter. Right. But you don't necessarily always see it being used with other companies. At that least is true. When you're surfing around on some websites. Now, if you go to PRS and maybe they have a... a uh, an, a column there for artist series. I didn't go to their website, but what's the difference between a signature guitar and an artist guitar? Well, and, signature is hard to spell. Yeah, it, it, it is true. I definitely have that one in autocorrect. And, and if you're listening and you have some insight, uh, at the end of the episode, Amanda's going to tell us all how to contact us so that you can give us your insight. And if it's valid, if if our verified team of validators does so, we'll we'll let we'll correct whatever we say. Um, but no, it's we were surfing around, and, and I know that there's plenty of artists out there. They're all artists, right? Right. But the mm -hmm. only time that it seems to be a signature model is if it's an artist that's out there selling out like large venues. I'm not sure about that. I think I think the um, the artist. Is probably, and this is here again, just my opinion. Right, I'm not one hundred percent sure on this. We're all highly okay. opinionated around here. Yeah, I mean, I, if you look at some of the some of the uh, guitars out there, you'll notice that I think that the like, uh, let's take a look at the Ingve uh, Momstein, which is uh, you can pick one up for about a thousand one hundred bucks. That's an artist guitar, but you want the signature guitar, you're going to pay three grand. Oh, oh, okay, hold on, you you lost me. Okay, okay, and where where did I lose you? Um, actually, when you said Ingve Mongstein, that that's where you lost well, he, me. And he's neoclassical. No, I I get this, but I'm I'm just tallying okay. up how many times you use that name per episode. I, you should I've take a it. shot every time he says that name. Maybe after huh? our 21st episode. Oh yeah, okay. Um, Ingve's been around a long time, but anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, he's a neoclassical artist for anybody that. Uh, knows how he plays and stuff like that but he plays i mean the reason why i bring up his guitar is pretty unique i mean scalloped fretboard uh i think he's using the no he's not using damasio he used to use damasio and now he's using seymour duncan in the latest ones so seymour yeah duncan yep i guess you said artist series he has an right. artist series that's like i don't know what did you I, say a price yeah i would i would consider 
he has two guitars out there. Okay. He has he has a real uh, what he calls I I believe it's called an artist guitar, and that's around a thousand two hundred bucks or so like that. Okay. It's made. It's actually manufactured in Mexico. Okay. Okay. Then you can purchase the signature guitar, which he's class, which they're basically classifying the signature as more expensive, and that's made in America, and that's where it's you add like another two thousand dollars on top of that. Yeah, there's so many places I could put jokes, but I'm not going to. Right. It's just right. it's just weird to me. I mean, one of the differences between Mexico and and uh, the United States is just the air, basically. Yeah, I'm not going to go any further than That's that. It. Uh, no, but it, it's funny because, um, for for instance, um, I know that we talked about uh, one of the artists that I like, uh, Rob Scallon. Okay. He used to, uh, I think his first quote-unquote signature model uh, was done with Chapman guitars. And I thought that was a super cool-looking, sharp guitar, and I really wanted one because it just... Right. looked so cool and it was sharp and it was unique um but you know they i don't think they were around super long and he's known to play seven string so it's he did he did yeah. have a six string version but it was harder to find i think yeah and so you know whatever and then when i was looking him up again i found out that now he has a signature model or an artist series model with Schecter, which uh-huh. super cool because I really like the way that Schecter looks. I like their style. I like I like the the neat things that they do. Uh, not super excited about the price tag, but well, still, yeah, Schecter is a good guitar. Yeah. I I have a Schecter. I have the uh, I believe it's a solo two. Mm-hmm. It looks like an LP. It's an LP style, mm-hmm. and um, it uh, it plays really nice. Well, so okay. I mean, you get a lot of bang for the buck is on the Schecter. Right. I, and, and one of these days I'll, I'll eventually pick one up. I was, I was actually looking at, uh, one of the Schecter's not too, actually, I think it was when I picked up my Mitchell, um, uh, my Mitchell LP. Yes. Uh, 350. I was looking at a Schecter and that particular model that I was looking at that I thought was really cool looking and everything. When I, when I went into the store and I played it, I absolutely hated the way it felt. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's all about the feel too. I mean, I mean, a lot of these guys. I, I one thing I hate is the mail order stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you really, I'd like to. I mean, I like to play a guitar or at least try a guitar, see how it feels before I make a decision on something like that. I mean, but uh, then again, if you come across some really good buys, it's best just buy it, and then if you don't like it, sell it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, if you get a heck of a deal, uh, you might decide to take a gamble and just do mail order and hopefully but i agree i even even with the signature model you know if i were able to or decided to go get you know a, the the james headfield um signature and i think it was last year's not this year's but i would want to go into the store and play it and be like yep okay this feels right you know even though it would yep. be something that i played every day because to me it would be it'd be cool to have oh, which kind of goes into the topic, right? So why even look at a signature or and or artist model? You know, for me, I really don't care or even think about sounding like the original artist. Right. I just think sometimes, you know, like, hey, that's a really cool looking guitar. It sort of has a collector value, but I'm not, ne- to me it does, but I'm not necessarily looking at, hey, in 10 years, if I decide to get rid of this, am I going to make money on it? 
or am I going to lose money on it? I'm not, you know, because chances are I'm never going to sell any of them. Right. But uh, it goes back to, it definitely goes back to uh, the differences in the guitar. I mean, signature guitars or artist guitars usually have enhancements different than the original model that the artist wanted or that he's known for or she is known for. Um, to give an example, like they might, uh, instead of the, let's take a Gibson Les Paul, instead of the regular Gibson pickups, the artist might swap them out for Damasio's or Seymour Duncan's or something like that. And what what Gibson will do is they'll go out and they'll get those and put them into the, the guitar and sell it as a signature model. It'll also be neck modifications and different things like that. Sure. That, um, you know, I mean, it, the question is, is it worth it? That's totally up to the user. I mean, if you take and you just take like a let's let's take a, a Les Paul classic at that right now they're going for I think they're going for fourteen or something like that right now. Let's take a, an artist series like Slash, which you're probably talking four or five forty five hundred new for that guitar. Are those modifications worth it? For I mean, forty five hundred dollars, that should come with a pack of Marlboros and a top hat. But you know, here's the thing is. If you look at both guitars, okay, you're definitely getting different pickups. You're getting different hardware, well, probably somewhat similar hardware, but you might be getting some, you, you might be getting some different, uh, instead of, um, uh, instead of a, a radius of eight on the neck, you're getting a radius of 12. So, I mean, there's things like that that are going to be different. Uh, you might be getting instead of, uh, instead of the stock tuners, you might be getting Grovers. I mean... There's a whole bunch of things. Right. So what you're really what you're really looking at is you here you have a signature or artist model. And let's just for for easy math, let's just say it's fifteen hundred dollars. Right? Okay. The almost exact same guitar, but without the name behind it, might be twelve hundred dollars. So it's a three hundred dollar difference. So really you're looking at what are you getting on top of this other model, this $1,200 model? What are you getting on top in the $1,500 model to justify the $300 extra? Well, perfect example is Gibson versus Epiphone. You look at the Gibson Les Pauls, and they're very expensive. There's a lot of people that understand that the name on the, name on the top of the headstock brings a lot of value to the guitar. Mm, but then okay. you also have Epiphone now, that's selling that guitar for the same guitar for a third of the price. Yeah, okay, but then there's there's companies out there that I, I would say five years ago were no names. They were nobody. They were $70 Amazon guitars. Now they've made it uh, into uh, the guitar box, and they're $200. Yeah. And and because I, I remember I went in, I'm like, when the heck did that brand become a guitar box shelf item. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just maybe it was popular and sold quite a bit, and they and Guitar Box said, "Hey, we need." Uh, they went. Their buyers went out and purchased a large quantity and decided to sell them. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't. I don't know. That's hard to say, but that's usually what what it is. So okay, Amanda, you you've been quite quiet over there. Quite quiet. What would make you, if you were in the market for a guitar and maybe a signature model? J.B. Brubaker. I figured. Like, okay. That was a good one. Okay, so now we already know we're talking about $999.99. 
<laughs> hey, I heard a rumor that Pandemic Guitar started to follow August Burns Red on Instagram. Indeed, they did. What? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah, where'd you hear that rumor? Oh, I heard it around. Uh, a lot oh. of people talking about it everywhere. Yeah, I, I, I highly doubt that. Uh, yeah, we uh, we did. I followed them uh, right after the last episode, and I, I haven't tagged for a while. I haven't posted that we have an episode out, uh, but I tagged, or I followed them, and then I tagged them in the uh, uh, episode 19. Oh, you did? Uh, I was hoping to get like a, a, a like or something, but eh, maybe they were too busy making metal music for happy people or whatever angry music for happy people (laughs) (laughs) no it's all good um no i think you know kind of what you guys were talking about you know there's just some people out there who just want you know the exact same guitar as like a role model you know as their role model yep as somebody that they you know look up to and they really respect their music and like their music and maybe some people don't really care about all of the specifics on it they're just like hey i want I want that guitar because I like this guitar player. No, hundred percent. But I mean, and I and I mentioned this because with the Joe Bonamassa, uh, well, is it the twenty two or the twenty? Uh, the signature model that he's got out now. What is that? A three three five? Yeah, I believe it's a three three five or a three three six. Uh yeah. So anyway, like, Something like I I would have been like, oh hey, cool, I'm gonna pick that up, right? And let's just say it was. Uh, Thirteen hundred dollars uh, through a retail chain, and then we later went to the concert, and they were selling one for a couple hundred dollars more. I would have wanted to pick up the one from the venue from the concert compared to the box store because that would be part of the experience. That would be part of the story. Uh, you know, like when you're showing your buddy, like, oh, check this out. You can say, I was at the concert, and this was for sale, and I bought it. You can tell them that uh, it was the only one for sale at that concert, but you know that as soon as you bought it, they just took another one out of the box and put it up there. Right. It's a 335. Yeah, the 335. Yeah, ES-335. Which, um, you know, hey, cool. I'm not a big fan of the – because that's a double cutaway. It is. Or not a double cutaway, uh, semi-hollow body. Yeah, it's a a double cut too. So not not necessarily a big fan of that style, but, you know, I don't know. If you had all the money in the world, or not even all the money in the world, but if you didn't have to worry about money or anything like that, and you could just be like, yeah, I'm just going to go buy this signature guitar, would you go buy the signature guitar? Even if, even though you don't you don't necessarily know how to play it. Who, me? Yeah. Oh. Um, no, I mean, that could really pay for a lot of Disneyland trips. I oh. just don't. <laughs> yeah. Or like traveling or something. You might just get fired from this podcast. <laughs> I just, you know, I can't justify it personally. That's just me. I I don't have a problem like you guys do. <laughs> oh, thanks. That, a problem. Uh, I uh, I don't see the problem, to be honest with well, you. Well, maybe glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Uh, okay. All no, right. I, I, I mean, if I didn't have to worry about paying bills, like, you know, I had all this extra cash laying around, I'd be buying them all. You know, just what else am I going to do? Yeah, I see. I don't think I'd want a signature guitar. Well, okay. Why? Yeah, no, no. I Okay. Okay. Ahead. The reason, okay. I would rather have, oh, 60, 60, somewhere in the 60s, 
a Fender Stratocaster or uh, a Kalamazoo Gibson from that year, from those years back there. I'd rather have something old. That that's my that would because I think that is worth more money than something a signature. Hmm. I could see that. Yeah, I could totally see that. You know, but th- now you're now you're hunting. And that might yes. be part of the the excitement is this I I have X number of dollars and this is what I want to buy with it. Now I get right. to go on the hunt to find it. Right. You know, so I I can totally see that. Yeah, I'd rather find a I'd rather find a um well, the ultimate experience would be to walk into a, a, a walk into a yard sale and find a 1957 Les Paul sitting there and they only want 10 bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> and it has rusted strings on it. It just don't <laughs> sound right. I don't know what's wrong with it. With it, yes, yeah. Here, take it off my hands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to kind of feel guilty when you take advantage of that one. Yeah, I'd say, hey, you you, only, you have it for five, I'll give you 20. <laughs> you're, you're so charitable. I, I just I just love it. Yeah. No, that's what I think I would do. I mean, signatures, signature guitars are okay. I mean, I've had a few of them. I've had the... Um, well, I got the Joe Bonamassa, as I said. I also had the um... yeah, but that one's that that Black Beauty that that particular model is kind of rare, isn't it? Uh, it's a fifty-seven. You, you're not going to find very many of them now. They're you know, and if there is a, an original fifty-seven out there, somebody's either they want a high price for it, or they're um, or it's been sold already. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the artists will buy it, like like uh, Billy Gibbons and Joe Bonamassa. Is it a true 57, or is it a 57 replica? The Black Beauty, well, the one that Joe purchased is an original. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, that's, okay, I got you. And then he liked the guitar so much, he wanted, he talked to Epiphone about reproducing that model. So the Epiphone that I have, I have an Epiphone, it's an Epiphone. Is it Epiphone or Epiphone? Epiphone. Okay. So the Epiphone I have, the Black Beauty, Les Paul Custom, is a replica of the Gibson. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you, you're kind of, I was, I was I was confused. That's the reason why it was so cheap. Mm-hmm. So it's affordable. If it was a real 57, I wouldn't be able to afford it. Which, I mean, I kind of, I like cheap guitars. I really do. My, I have the, uh, the, the Samick, and I'm not even sure what year it is, um, uh-huh. because they didn't, at there was a time period that they didn't really track their stuff or if they put a serial number on it, it was a sticker and it fell off in the first couple of months of playing it. Right. I ended up getting that. I, I got that, uh, which is a double cutaway strat style. I, I think I got that and an amp for $80. So it was a 40, I, I just split the difference. It's a $40 guitar. And I, we replaced all the uh, electronics. I haven't replaced the pickups. I love that thing. It sounds amazing. Yeah. So that's kind of that's my gig. I I really like finding cheap stuff and and just making tweaks to make it sound good. Right. And here again, I've always said this before. If you go out and you get a Squire, now let's uh, we'll talk about models, and I don't want you to get the the Affinity. Okay. Affinity is a good model. But it does, it's not as thick as the real Fender Stratocaster right. the body. Yeah, it has it has little differences here and there. So if you get like the uh, you get like the American, what they call it, the Squire American, I believe it is, uh, or the Vibe, is another one. Those have the full size thickness bodies on them. And if you just upgrade the hardware, and I mean you can pick up one for fairly cheap, 
if you just upgrade the hardware on this thing, like put new pickups in it, put new volume and tone controls in it, new switch, new jack. Yeah, just you know, replace and, all the electronics. Yeah, and uh, or you're gonna you're gonna put maybe another three or four hundred bucks in it, but you just gotta re- you have a nice guitar at that point. Mm-hmm. Today you're gonna you're seeing more and more artists use uh, things like Epiphone and Squire and stuff like that on stage. You know, at, l- at least I am. That's one thing I notice. I I notice a lot of them uh, are using different uh, different manufacturers. It's just not all Fender and not all Gibson. Well, is that because the manufacturers are trying to promote their, for lack of better terms, lower lower end brand? So they're out there trying to get artists to be like, hey, you can be the first sponsor for, you know, um, Mitchell, you know, or or is, is it that a lot of these players are finally, you know, just like, you know, I, I don't have, I'm not going to sit there and, and roadwear a $3,000 Gibson. So I'm going to go out and get a $120 Mitchell and I can beat the garbage out of it. I don't care. Yeah. I think, I think there's a, there's a fine line here that you're drawing and the fine line is a professional plays and makes money and he is going to take and utilize that instrument, whether it be, uh, whether it be an, an original Les Paul 57 or even a Stratocaster back made back in the early 60s, I mean, they're going to play it. They're not going to, um, they have their set, uh, they travel with these guitars and they use them all the time. Mm-hmm. And when they wear out, they just, I, some of them have them repaired, some of them sell them off. I, it's a, it's a gambit on what they do, but I mean, it's, it's a fine line. And, uh, I think your, your collector is going to just purchase the guitar and never play it. Okay. Just keep it. Right. And then, because it, it is an investment. And I think then you your your average player he may get a nice guitar, but he's going to not as play it as much as a cheaper guitar, because the cheaper guitar if he wears it out, throws it away. I mean that's a, that goes back to one of the episodes where I talked about where I purchased a, an SG and a Gibson SG, and it was a really nice SG, cherry red, the Heritage cherry red, and I think it was a '61, I think it was or something like that, and I wore the frets out on it. I wore them right down. And, oh, was that your first guitar? Well, yeah, not not really my first. It was probably my third, but oh, still. okay. You know, the other ones were, you know, like, uh, I would put not, it like Not Sears the one made and, by Play School? Yeah, Sears <laughs> and Bedbugs. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I, think even, I think one of my first one was like a Dan Electrode or something like that, or they still make guitars, Dan Electrode. So, Do you still have the, the one that Radio Shack made? No. Oh, what, I don't know I, if they made one or not, but I figured. No, uh, but uh, I, I'm just saying is is that uh, that one there, I wore out the fret, and I was sort of like dumbfounded because I couldn't find anybody. I mean, I, I found the shop that would repair it where I purchased it from, and the Luther, the Luther took a few months to get it back to me. And I'm sitting there, I'm standing there, and I don't have anything to play, and I'm like, what do I do? And then the guy says to me, hey. <laughs> buy another guitar. Buy another guitar, and I'm like, oh, the salesman deal here, you know. He said one of the things, one of the benefits was, is hey, you just take the neck and you uh, just buy a new neck, and then while that one's, while the first neck is in the shop, you're using the second one. When you get that one, you know, wear them out and swap them back and forth all the time. And I'm like, wow, that was a that's a novel idea. And so, that's, and that's where what it I did. started. 
Yep, and that's where it started. Speaking of guitars in the shop, uh, how's how's the uh, Squire coming? What Squire? You have my you have my Squire, um, my the Bullet, the um, my HSS. Oh, that oh, I sold that. Oh, you didn't get much for it. I know that. <laughs> no, I still I still have it. I, yeah. I got to work on it. I just yeah. haven't had time. Well, so but, the uh, well, uh, I, actually, actually, that's not true. I did. I did work on it a little bit. I put the. I got the setup. Uh, I got the setup all done on it. But I do want to do some work on the frets because yeah. the frets are sticking out the sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs it. Um, so, I so the project guitar. I finally uh, had a neck plate for uh, behind the body where the screws right. hold the neck uh, to the body. Finally yep. got a laser engraved pandemic guitar uh, net neck plate. Right. Uh, but the screws don't match up to the neck plate, so now I have to find the uh, the correct screws with. What do you uh, mean? Well, so okay. Normally, in I would expect to find a, a a standard screw. I don't know any better way to explain it than a standard screw. Okay. The Project Guitar, it the head looks like a standard screw, but when you take the screw out, it's got the, the, the head and it's got a small right. shaft and then it's like these big beefy teeth yep. that just i mean i've never seen these used and i can see how they'd be a hell of a lot stronger mm-hmm. but the neck plate that i had made is designed for those small standard neck screws okay so now i got to find a, a set of those specific screws already in black which they're out there i've seen them i just need to purchase them yeah yeah, but they are out there. I was going to take the neck off. Well, not really take it off, but I was going to replace the neck plate. So I loosened all the strings and I put a uh, shim underneath the bridge to hold the bridge in place. And then I right. loosened the strings and then I found out that, oh, crap, they're they're not the right screws. So mm-hmm. I put it, I put the screws back in, but I, I didn't re-tighten the strings. I didn't, I just left it so that it's, so it, you know, the bridge ah. is still shimmed right now. Okay. Right. So I just need to get the get the screws and and then that'll be good. So what what the problem is is that the heads aren't black on the screws or they've got the, the shape of the head it it won't I don't even know how to explain it. First the screws there's a are bevel. There yeah, but there's a bevel there that um I was like, "Oh, I just need to get those rubber grommets and then I'm fine." But then I'm like, "Well, that would suck having four screw heads with grommets sticking out the back." So I'm like, I just need to get the right screws. Don't use rubber grommets. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't going to. It should be just solid right on there. Yep, yep. So I'll figure rubber. that out. I mean, worst case scenario, I'll have to find a different neck plate and have a new one made. And then we can just yeah. save this one for the next uh, project guitar. Right. The um, You can go out. I think Stu Mac has them. Yep. I'll take a look. But anyway, uh, we're getting way off topic, like we always okay. do. Um, yep. Let's see. Is there any um, like cool things, like not necessarily history or anything? You got anything like that? I don't know. Do you have any history, Amanda? I don't no. see anything. Oh, okay. Well, I saw um, you got. Okay, here's some trivia for you. Um, what is the most expensive signature guitar? What model? No, nope, no. Nope. What... Just whose guitar is the most expensive signature guitar? That we were able to find. Okay, I would say that the um, the most expensive guitar. I would say, yeah. I I would say, well, I was going to say Hold him, on. and it was another one too. I was going to say, I was going to say, I thought maybe Jimi Hendrix or uh, or Gilmore. 
Okay, hold on now. Is this technically considered a signature guitar or is it just his guitar? Because isn't a signature guitar like a guitar that's manufactured after the fact? You know what I mean? Well, it could be. It's a, it's a guitar that, that the, the artist might have, hey, I, I want this in the guitar and this is what the way it's going to be, you know? Oh, I see what you're saying. So it might yeah. not necessarily be... Yeah, this I'm thinking that this was probably just his guitar that he used on stage. Yeah, and does does he have like a replica? Does anybody know if they sell like a artist guitar for him? I think at one point in time I seen uh some Kurt Cobain replicas or signatures, um but man, I haven't seen anything in a long time. Hmm, that yeah, one went was, for 6 million dollars. That was his guitar though. Yeah, that was his guitar, but it went for 6 million in 2020. Right. And that would be that the. wasn't even that long ago. That would be a high price. Yeah, it uh, looks like Fender did a Kurt Cobain Jaguar. Jaguar, yeah. Jaguar. Yeah, like the car. And how much does that run? Uh, about fifteen fifty, sixteen hundred, hmm. somewhere in there. I think. I mean, if you look around, I think you can get a little bit cheaper. But that was just the first one that popped up, and I don't know if they're still made or not. But it is what it is. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cheaper than six million. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, that's just pocket change, right? Not for Yeah, me. but in 2020, the start of the pandemic, I, I mean, who had $6 million to blow? Well, there's a lot of, lot of, you know, I mean, an it's investor crazy. or somebody that really liked uh, that guitar. Hmm. Wanted to own it. And you know it's only going to gain value. Maybe? You don't well, think so? Well, no, I mean, no, I that, one, that one that was played on MTV Unplugged, yeah. that, that would, yeah, I would say, yeah, eventually. I mean, yeah, like, I mean there's, that's one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is you, here again, going back to signature guitars, you got to find somebody that that's what they want. They want that guitar and they'll pay that price. I mean, if you just walk into, if you walk into guitar box and say, here, this is, this is this guitar, they're not going to offer you that. Yeah. I mean, but here's, here's the thing too, right? Is, and I mentioned this off the show, but I'll mention it here. The thing is, is that you might, pick up a quote unquote artist model signature guitar and it might not really be worth anything right now nobody's really thinking about it nobody really cares or at least a very small handful of people care but then all of a sudden that artist gets into a tragic car accident or 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 whatever passes away all of a sudden it's headline news and now there's this larger group of people that are like, oh crap, I got to find this signature guitar. I got to find right. these items because they're now all of a sudden I have to care because they're going to go up in value. Right. And that's not, I don't, I'm not saying that's always the case, but that can happen quite often is that something doesn't have any value right now. Sure. At some point in time somebody's going to pass away and there's going to be somebody who has the money or maybe just has the available credit that they're going to go out and scour the world and try to find every single piece of memorabilia they can for that person. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is, is kind true. of sad, but you know, that's what happens. Yep. Okay. So we're getting kind of low on time here. Um, I want to, you want to move on and kind of talk about what's next. Are you playing candy crush, Amanda? <laughs> no and you know what i think i'm really high i think my voice like my volume is too high because like the spikes on the thing are mm-hmm. like crazy you want me to you want me to give you some bass uh yeah you hello i'm amanda <laughs> <laughs> uh all right well we'll take a look at that uh so okay uh we have 
Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to happen next episode or not. There's a very good uh, possibility. Uh, but we need to go back to the wheel. We have the wheel of musicians. I think it's time yeah. to give that a good spin. Uh, what does everybody think? Yeah. Let's go for it. Weird yeah. Al. Let's okay. get well, Weird Al so, on there. Yeah. So, weird okay. Al is the wild card. Let's bring up. I'm going to share my screen with everybody. All right. So on the wheel, just to remind everyone, we have Dave Grohl, Josh Kishka of Greta Von Fleet, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Tommy Emmanuel, Ryan E. Parrish, and in the wild card, the wild corner, Weird Al Yankovic. Let's go. Hold on a second here. I'm going to do a little shuffling. We got to make it fair. So I'm shuffle, 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 and spin. Ladies and gentlemen, here it goes. And it might be Tommy Emmanuel. It might be. Oh! 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 Come on! Come on! Two in a row! Oh my god, again! The guitar gods favor me. Ryan E. Parrish. This wheel is rigged. I shuffled it like yes. six times. I, I thought I thought it was going to land on Tommy Emmanuel. Oh, that was man. great. And I'm just uh, sitting there, and I'm like, "Oh, Tommy Emmanuel. Okay, I got to get I got to get busy on that." And then the next thing you know, it's it, like just crossed the line. Just I can't barely. wait for Tim to not do his research again and not listen <laughs> to Ryan E. Parrish and come to the table like, I don't know, wasn't my pick. Don't know what he sounds like. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh wow. man. Well, I think that's exciting. what it is. I want to say this wheel's rigged, but I think that the wheel just knows that if we just blow through all of Amanda's choices, she's not going to have any. That's true. That's <laughs> true. No, we should have. We should do a redo and put Weird Al on every other one. So we we okay. All right. That's what we should. Well, we, then it will be Weird Al. You know that. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Wow. So, prepare. Prepare for like no information because there's not a lot out there about him, but. <laughs> This is going to be great. It's going to take all of that's three minutes. It's pretty much the same but... thing as saying, hey, hey, everybody, we're going to be back in two weeks, but we ain't going to have nothing. So, you know, just find something else to do. <laughs> Only one sentence worth of material. Oh, man. Yep. All right. It's not funny. rigged. It's not rigged. Not rigged. Can't be rigged. This, it's not. This is stupid wheel. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Uh, you know what is we it... forgot? You know what we forgot to talk about is the um, the progress of the song. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't mention right. that okay. our yeah. sixty second Ballard. Right. Yeah. I I haven't done much with it. I know Amanda's. You were busy. Well, I was busy this week too. So hold on. But Dad and I have actually worked on it. He sent me. Oh. Like the actual. I said, Dad, like you need to like illustrate it. So he wrote right. like a thing out because you right. know the thing the thing that he sent you and I Tim. And yeah. he said, well, I-, I sent it to you. And I said, I thought that was tic-tac-toe. That's what it looked like. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Like he yeah, illustrated he like the circles, like the, where the frets oh, are. Where the... Oh, oh, yeah, the tab. Okay. Yeah. The tab, yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't the know. If, I, don't think, I don't think he sent me the tab. I thought it was tab. tic-tac-toe. I thought it was tic-tac-toe. I think I, I think I only got, I got the drum track, and then I got the drum track with an example of guitar on top of it. And I'm playing around mm-hmm. with the chords, and I'm just like, I don't know how to even make sense of this dr- the the uh, drum track. Okay, but it, it's just uh, me. Okay, oh, yeah. I still can't right. make sense of the guitar. Well, feature, but so, well, yeah. Dad, we did Facetime. He taught we had like yeah. two nights in a row. We did Facetime. Yeah, um, we did. And let me tell you, I still don't have feeling in like these two fingers. Oh okay. yeah, because Dad's like you have to really push on it, and I'm just like I'm. If I push any more, these strings are going to go right through my fingers. 
Yeah, that. Uh, I don't think that's healthy. That's that's happened. I get that. I still get that when I play the acoustic. I the the electrics don't really bother me anymore, but the acoustic still does. It's weird. It is weird. Um. Anyway, but so you didn't bring it with you to show us your progression. Well, there's not much progression, unfortunately. <laughs> um. You mean not much progress on the progression? Yeah. There yeah, you go. Well, there's I, more I, like procrastination on the progression. Yeah. We go. we still have some work to do on that. Yeah. I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, I, yeah. hey, I'm just throwing out ideas to see what sticks to the wall. It, it's a great idea. It's just we're all busy and oh, we're sure. also all on different, well, we're on different time zones. So that doesn't help either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll keep working on that. And then hopefully sooner than later, we'll uh, have our 60 second Ballard out there. <laughs> our 60 second Ballard that Ballard. only lasts 15 seconds. Yeah, it's gonna be like the one note challenge. The, the one, one note. note yeah, you you have to you have to. I'm gonna play one note. You have to figure out what song it is. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's that's hard. Pick a random note. I have no idea. Yeah, neither do I. I just picked a random note. Wow. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, All Amanda, right. did you prepare an outro for us? Uh, you know, I didn't. Oh my goodness. I All right. I, hey, guess what? I do have an outro. Okay? okay. All right. This is a joke. Okay. I've been, I've been holding on to this one. All right. You can okay. tell everybody how to get a hold of us? Yes. Yes. If you okay. want to reach us, reach us on Instagram at Pandemic Guitar. That's correct. There we go. Um, oof, and then oof. also, you know what? Why don't you just do it? Because I don't, I don't have that information. What's the email? Uh, Are we just doing Instagram? Instagram is at Pandemic Guitar. There you go. And then uh, email is PandemicGuitar at iCloud.com. But also, on Spotify, you can, if you're listening on Spotify, you can also uh, respond to the episode. Did you notice that? No. So, okay. I don't use Spotify, uh, oh. but you reached out. So, episode 19, for some reason, on the first day that it came out, it would not play. Yeah. But the next right. day, because I was looking into it, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. The next day, I go, and it plays just fine. So, I don't know why Spotify wasn't playing the episode on day one when it released no idea i just couldn't handle it yeah couldn't handle it all right here's my joke you guys ready and i'm gonna give you this joke and then we're gonna be done with this episode okay all right what is a guitar's favorite cheese what is a guitar's favorite cheese yeah string cheese oh what (laughs) i thought it was gonna be harder than that all right. Like that uh, literally was the first thing that popped. And I'm like, that womp, can't womp. be right. Oh, that was right. Oh, man. That was right, you guys. Oh. Well, like Amanda said, that's the end of the episode. So I guess uh, we'll get together and uh, have a little chat in two weeks. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, bye. Goodbye. 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 Sayonara. Farewell. So long. Oh, my God.